Hello and welcome to another edition of Thrive in the Decline. My name is Josh Kugel. I wonder lately if one of the keys to thriving during the decline of our culture is learning to recognize the forces at work. See, I still believe in the church, of course, and I still believe in local churches, but I think we're being compromised. I think there are local churches that don't recognize the forces at work in our culture. And I still believe in Christians all over, but I worry that we don't see them either. See, one thing that churches and Christians do a lot lately is bend on age-old, Bible-originated church practices and beliefs. We do it to further our church's growth goals. We do it to appear more loving and compassionate to the world. But I worry that many of the paths we head down are not God-ordained. In the Bible, Samuel told Saul to wait on him for a sacrifice, but Saul got impatient. See, God has his own timing. But it often makes us anxious to wait on God, doesn't it? Saul offered the sacrifice without Samuel, and he reveals himself in doing so. He he blames Samuel for the fact that he, Saul, broke God's instructions. Get this. He says, my men were scattering because you, Samuel, were taking so long. And we do that too. God isn't fair. The Bible makes God appear unloving. People are leaving the church because God isn't changing his stance on things, or God isn't doing things on our timetable. Saul ends up losing his kingdom over this. I worry that we'll end up losing even more as a result of our blaming God or putting words into God's mouth. But what I want to look at today is a story from the book of Acts. There was a slave girl who had a spirit living in her that enabled her to tell the future. Obviously, this girl is in torment. She's not in control of her body. She's not in control of her mind. But get this. Her telling the future made her masters tons of money. So Paul, annoyed by the spirit in her, and I'm assuming concerned about the girl's well-being, cast the demon out of her. You'd think that everybody who saw this would be thrilled, but you'd be wrong. Her masters took Paul to court, had Paul and his buddies stripped and beaten and thrown into jail. So let's look at this. Let's, Let's really look. A girl was in torment inhumane living conditions. This demon controlled her life, destroying any type of relationship, destroying all of her hopes and dreams. And I wonder too if there was pain, I mean physical pain. Certainly she was in intense emotional pain. I mean, can you imagine a demon calling all of your shots, watching as your body was used to serve Satan and there's nothing you can do? She's in agony. She's in torment. And Paul freed her. We convince ourselves that everyone around us is basically good, that we all want what's best for each other, that we all have some kind of goodness in us that makes us good enough without God. But see, some men were making money from this girl's condition. See, I think Facebook sees the damage they're doing as study after study shows that their products, Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, are harming to children that their products are destroying marriages and relationships, that their products make us bigger constantly and make us hopelessly lost in isolation and depression and, and even worse. But Facebook is making money. I think Twitter sees the damage they're doing. Study after study shows it. There's no way they could not see it. Basic decency is long gone, and you can blame whoever you want, but Jack Dorsey, Twitter's CEO, should be at the top of that list. He makes money off of our condition. I think we need to recognize our handlers. McDonald's isn't interested in your health. They'll do whatever it takes to keep you eating there. Nike isn't interested in black lives. They're selling a product and using whatever they need to get your attention. 
Hollywood isn't interested in your well-being. They'll say whatever will get them more money. Politicians aren't interested in decent discourse, despite what they say. They'll use whatever they can to stay in power. Money, power, that's what drives your handlers. That's what drives your masters. And we fall into the trap of thinking they're all good people, all interested in our well-being. In reality, they keep us addicted. They keep us possessed, out of control of our own faculties. They are making money off of us. Recognize your handlers. Your handlers will come after those who want to free you, who want to free you from the bondage and oppression, and they'll seek to snuff them out. Maybe part of the key to thriving right now is seeing things for what they are, seeing your masters for who they are. There is freedom, but they don't want you to find it because they're making money off of you. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you again soon.